Come stop and take a trip down on my block Where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than Ginsu And ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutch Town to South Side From Penrose to North Side, from Benton Park to Old North The West End, the West Side, we bless when we step out We stand down, rise up, stand together, wise This is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. This special edition episode of Stitchcast Studio is for the Perception Isn't Always Reality Mental Health Campaign, supported in part by Youth Bridge Community Foundation. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Guy Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by a couple members of our perception team. We got small talk in the building. How you, you feeling, doing? man? How you doing? Good to see you, man. I feel like it's been a couple weeks. It's yes, been a yes. little second. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been a minute since you did a podcast, so that's two, right? Right. Yes. Yeah, it's been a little second. I did one. Felt, felt, yeah, yeah, I think so too. And we got two special guests, and I don't even, I don't even want to mess it up. So I'm gonna let y'all introduce yourself. Okay, my name is Kira Dickerson, and I am a life coach and a marketing specialist. My business is in marketing. Oh, sorry, one more yes, thing. Of course. I'm also a community health worker. That's cool. And um, my name's Christine. I work at Wash U. Um, I'm kind of manager of a health communication design studio. So kind of working in the public health space. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> dope, dope, dope. Alrighty. So uh, the first question that we have is, how is humor a shield to trauma? What do y'all think? Humor is needed, um, more so because it's a lot of real things going on, and uh, sometimes laughing and being able to express yourself with, you know, laughing and that the happy feeling, it overshadows the. You know the, the pain you're going through sometimes and sometimes even when like at a funeral or something where someone has left us you know sometimes we need to laugh at the good experiences the fun experiences to not sit on okay that this person has left but what did they do for the world when they was here and what can we laugh about that they would laugh about you know think about it in a different way kind of like a switch mindset type of thing so so I kind of got a different take on it, but it's similar. Um, basically saying the same thing, but I look at it a little different. Um, with me being an overthinker, um, and I can probably speak for anybody else who overthinks a lot. Um, when you have a lot of idle time on your hands, you have more time to think. And thinking can lead to you getting depressed or sad or whatever triggers you. Um, and including humor into your day-to-day life can prevent you from overthinking and you know getting into those negative thoughts that drive you to feeling bad and you know just down so yeah humor can definitely be a shield to trauma in that way for me felt felt when you two are um when you two are out in the field in terms of mental health what do you think is the most common issue that you come across acceptance mm-hmm. um realizing well I, I would say being okay with not being okay and just accepting that, you know, maybe you do need help. And I know that sometimes it may take you a while to get there. And I think it is important for us 
on this side of it and like family members, your support system to be patient with the person because sometimes it could be overwhelming and they can't, they're trying to figure out what they're going through themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, I would definitely say acceptance. I like that answer a lot. Um, I feel like I agree with everything you said. I think I also noticed a lot of kind of on the same vein, like keeping it inside and mm -hmm. maybe not wanting to talk about it. Even if you have a supportive environment, um, I feel like there's, it's not always easy to, to like open up like that. Yeah, that's true. A hundred percent. Now for for y'all three who aren't particularly in a field that deals directly mm -hmm. with mental health or whatnot, there may be a connection, but not so much of a direct connection. Um, and your friends and the people that you know to the people that you know what do you think is the most common issue concerning mental health that y'all notice and the people around you i guess this is part of like acceptance but kind of being in denial um is like in, in in general as a whole then that's like the worst in my opinion um thing to be or thing to go through is being in denial or not knowing how to face your traumas or whatever is your triggering point you know, not knowing how to deal with it or how to confront it or what to do when it hits you. That's, that's usually what I see. I would say um, the most important thing I noticed from teaching kids and being able to watch young adults become adults, like a lot of times, <laughs> uh, it's not them not knowing who they are. So, um, you know, when you are younger, you kind of already know what you are at 10. You really don't know that you know that, but the things that you love, you love it really hard around like seven to 10 years old when your conscious kick in. But when you get older, you start worrying about what people think. Uh, you kind of find influencers that shouldn't be influenced by you, you know, or, or you shouldn't be influenced by them, I mean. And then you kind of get lost into where you're supposed to be based off influence. Um, so not knowing who you are and accepting who you are, not knowing what you're capable of, um, not knowing what you're good at. Uh, a lot of people, you know, adults, when they become a little older in the 30s, they start to worry, OK, what am I doing now? Like, what is, what's going on? You know, am I this? Am I that? Like, you know, we we think because society tell us by 30 you should be already boo or by 40 you should be already but it just doesn't it doesn't matter some people can figure it out at 18 they've been living that lifestyle since 18 and doing good at 45 you know but it just depends on when it hits you you know it's kind of like if you don't know who you are that's the hardest part for a lot of people and I agree with what you all said, too. And sometimes I think it's not denial. Um, sometimes it's just lack of education, lack of knowledge about mental health or the specific um, mental health illness that you may be dealing with. So I think sometimes it may just be the problem may be identifying what you're going through. So not being able to understand what you're going through. So it's like, how can I accept something I don't understand? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. I was uh, actually going to say a lack of awareness uh, or that that's the thing that I see uh, the most of um, like being so being in story stitches or whatnot and ha us having gone over the topic of mental health a couple times or whatnot and sat with more than just a couple counselors or whatnot. Uh, I know a little more than my friends and family 
when it comes to the to 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 that particular area and actually now as i say it i realize that if i wasn't here then i probably wouldn't know as much either and so i think a lack of awareness is really big not only being aware of when you're angry and why you're angry or whatever that emotion may be but um also being aware of when other people are angry or whatever again whatever emotion it may be emotional intelligence yes yes absolutely yeah you know so then you know you you might have somebody snap on you or whatnot and you realize like wow they're not even snapping on me right now mm-hmm. like i'm not even the one that they mad at right now mm-hmm. or whatnot and you know stuff like that come with like learning and all of that mm-hmm. and though those things just aren't really taught so much um in everyday life at least for the people around me you know that's not really you can't teach something that you don't know and you don't know what you don't know thinking about generational differences too like if you're Mm -hmm. surrounded by family members who've never known about resources or Mm -hmm. or thought about it in that way then it's going to be harder for you to go to them to ask them for a resource or something like that so i think like connecting those bridges and like educate like not only educating yourself but sharing what you learned with Mm -hmm. everyone around you can be really important agree agree but hard to do (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the question was in terms of of the people around you, what is the mental health obstacle that comes up most often? Um, Not like that they talk about more most often, but that you notice in the people around you. How they're perceived to other people. What you mean? Like a lot of people I be around, like my peer group, they seem to care about how they look in other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. So they might they might not, you know, be like, oh, I got a problem because that might make them seem weak mm-hmm. in a way. So they worry about other people, <clears throat> opinions about looking vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I noticed. That's real. Since since we kind of on the topic already, um, my my question for the people in the mental health field, what is something you guys see people in their mental health journey like bettering themselves or? even just beginning what is something that a lot of people tend to skip over in their journey that they shouldn't be avoiding unintentionally but they're not, they're not like aware that they're skipping this major step in their journey to being better mentally um i'll just say i wouldn't say one specific thing but i think that it's just important to take care of your health overall mm-hmm. whether that's physical spiritual um you know all all aspects of your health so because those aspects will pour into your mental health all of that affects your mental health so i guess just taking the time to actually um take care of every part of you not just your mind because it all goes together yeah um and i'm i'm not like a, a counselor or anything like that but um i guess what i would say is um don't skip over the being in it and the processing you know sometimes a way to like avoid the pain is to to kind of force yourself into the like i'm better (laughs) yeah i i like talk to someone about (laughs) it or i whatever i experienced it and and i moved on and i'm not going to think about it but in reality it's still affecting you so like taking the time to like be in that space even if it's really hard and I will also add to that too is just like do not underestimate the small steps that you take mm-hmm. because those small steps really add up to like the big change that you want to see in yourself mm-hmm. so those little steps are really what's going to get you far so just not like trying to do too much at once like right. take your time with it you know let your let yourself you know go at the pace that you need to and 
just appreciate those small steps because those small steps are important. Yeah, celebrate them. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's that time again. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right. Let's pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original piece entitled We Cope. They soar like eagles. They sing like crows. And they hawk through our streets. As daylight sings, darkness sings his bitter song. Children playing in the streets. Their older siblings out hot in the heat. Mama trying to tell them to cool down, but they won't listen until they hear mama scream. The sniffles from her nose, riots out of control. R.I.P. and B on clothes. Police can hardly gain control on TV like a show. But they only show when fools are being made and not the making of greatness. You see, his death is not in vain. New voices have rearranged a chain of events and for once we're slowly starting to see change. Badges next to cameras, cameras next to temple. Now you don't have to be a scholar to think twice before squeezing your chopper or at least we'd hope to cope with the pain of still some still tope. You see his death was not in vain, but some still cope. So they shoot at the sky because hell is too hot and fires without reason. So those bullets still soar. They sing like crows and they hawk through our streets. Night is today as bitter is to sweet. As we sleep, pistols breach the integrity of our communities. Broken unity calls for broken relationships, which brings broken people. More trauma as time passes, more than one would ask, more than one wants to see and more than we were taught to speak. So lonely nights he thinks about MB, how he wants to change this contradicting system, not just the laws, but the people that come with them. But then he remembered that he's a felon with every right but the one to use his voice. So back to hiding behind his tote, he goes with words choked out of his throat. Now his heart's too cold to provide tears for his eyes to cope. Back to prison or at least they'd hope. So they still soar, they sing like crows, and they hawk through our streets. As daylight peaks, darkness still sings songs that are bitterly sweet. Those who can see and have the courage to speak have helped us continue our journey where we hope to find peace. Mike Brown's death didn't just show us that there is a gun problem in the police force. But in our communities, where little kids are forced to grow up faster than they should, let these senseless acts of violence encourage you to be the change that you wanna see. Do it for the ones that cannot, the ones that want better, even the ones that don't know better, because I, would do it for all four of my friends who were shot and killed in 2018. And three of the four will never get to see 21. And here I am, 22, wishing they could see it. Wishing we didn't have to grow up so fast. Wishing we could have grew up outside of the system. But they still soar. They sing like crows 
and they hawk through all streets. When night turns to day, I hope that every blind eye can see how high death sings and why mama screams. Thank you. Similar to the question I asked earlier, but this time, what are some of the obstacles that people face when seeking help for their mental health? Um, I think we touched on this already, but definitely awareness and education. I mean, how can you find help if you don't even know where to go mm -hmm. or who to talk to? Um, and I think like there's lots of resources out there in, mm -hmm. in the city um, or just lots of different places. But how would you know that necessarily right, um, right. if someone in your life isn't telling you about it or you don't actively seek it out and even actively seeking it out is hard. Um, so I think that's like a really big step. Agreed. Agreed. Um, can you two talk about the disconnect between um, those that are masculine and those that are feminine? Like, why is it that those that are masculine and those that are feminine see the world so differently? And is this a healthy disconnect? <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, I can dive in. I mean, I think it's an interesting framing. Mm -hmm. I think there's like societal, <laughs> yeah. like overarching, like systems and structures that mm -hmm. kind of make people think that there are really big difference. And that doesn't mean there aren't, but, but like the framing of that, I don't know. I, I just want to like question it a little bit. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, everyone experiences the world differently and mm -hmm. there's definitely structures in place that kind of push men and women apart in different ways but um yeah it's society it's definitely yeah. society yeah yeah i 100 percent agree and it's our genetic makeup honestly too yeah that's true so um just both of those play a part so when you say society what do you mean by that uh it's, it's the things that you told growing up it's the things you see on the internet it's the things you told in schools the friends you're around your communities it's just that's society. Everything around you, everything that's that's talked about, you know, the standards that the, people say. Yeah. And right now on social media, there's a heavy, heavy men versus women right now. Like yeah. everything you yeah. see is really, especially in relationships. Um, but everything, not just relationships, but heavy in relationships. But um, men versus women is a big, I would say, um, agenda. Yeah, I guess gender, right now gender through wars. social media. Yeah, gender wars. Yeah. I'm not like a professional about in that field or anything, but I feel like that's something that like you just ignore what everyone else thinks and feel how you want to feel. We just got to push the message that everyone is allowed to feel how they want to feel when they want to feel it. And they're allowed to show it as well without being shunned or, you know, because men feel like they're soft or uh, too emotional if they get sad or mad easily. And, you know, some women are expected to be tougher than others you know it's just a lot of weird standards that i don't even know where they came from but now they're here and they're very very present so and i think it starts with what we're doing right now we're in a room with men and women having an open conversation yeah. um bridging the gap trying to come together so i think it just takes um 
I guess the trendsetters or whoever you want to call them influencers. influencers to start doing it and you know hopefully whoever fall in line will fall in line but it takes the us to start yeah. it yeah. yeah somebody gotta start it <laughs> yeah definitely definitely right. yeah. yeah and I feel like you can start small too like mm-hmm. you can talk to people you're comfortable with and right. yeah. let them open up to you or open up to them like a small gesture goes a long way I feel yeah, definitely definitely and I, I say this Social media has been around for as long as I can remember. You know, I know there was a time where it wasn't social media. Mm-hmm. And I was alive during that time. But I was like in third grade when Facebook came out. So the majority of my life, social media has been around. And so for at least as long as I remember being lucid enough to pay attention, I feel like that's kind of, there's been a men versus women thing, like almost that whole time. But what I love is that I see more and more people saying, no, uh, we're not going to we're not going to do that. And I feel like that's what it takes. It's a, it's a um, just not buying into it, just not buying into it. You know, especially especially when you identify that somebody kind of sees the world as men versus women. You know what I'm saying? Correct that behavior and don't don't argue. Don't make yeah. the argument. And we do need each other, so it's like you feel like, me. We don't like that. You know what I'm saying? We need like, each other, so. like if one, of, like if one of us went extinct, the other one gonna go extinct. So, Basically. so yes, like like in the in the most basis of terms, yes, we need each other. Mm-hmm. We need each other. We have to have each other. And um, I do think, unfortunately, um, speaking to agendas again, there is a narrative pushed that we don't need each other, and I think that's. I feel like that's kind of the problem because we do and it's okay to need each other i feel like i feel like that's okay it's okay to admit that going forward what are some healthy uh practices in terms of uh becoming more mentally healthy like let's say if if i'm if i'm if i'm feeling overwhelmed or whatnot if i'm if i'm at my breaking point uh what what should what should i do to to save my mental health or to improve my mental health for me, what helps me is what I look at and what I listen to. Mm-hmm. That's everything. What your eyes are seeing, what your ears are hearing. Um, that's could be that can be you know physically people talking. It could be podcasts. It could be YouTube. It can be any kind of flip that can whatever you watch is more positive. Whatever you listen to is more positive. It's, if it's anything that's working towards you and whatever you weak at listen to that whatever you weak at listen to that look at that you know that's what i've been doing more like learning more discipline Mm -hmm. listening to just different people that's on that like super on that so whoever is passionate about this thing let me listen to this person let me let me follow this person and just kind of just whatever you watch eventually if it becomes a pattern it's a change you know patterns change i agree with that um one thing i would say is um pay attention to what you were you were doing prior to your depression or um sadness or whatever it is that you're going through and try to like change your hobbies around like one thing that i've been doing is like okay i've been doing all of these things as my hobbies for fun but i still feel how i feel at the end of the day so i need to try some new things or maybe put more time into your hobbies to try to keep your mind from thinking about the negative things in your life yeah you just took my answer that was my answer (laughs) um and i would add on to that too i agree with what everybody said and just speaking like 
speaking life into your life, um, journaling, finding different outlets that you could use to, um, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed or different activities you like to do, mm -hmm. go have fun, get out the house. Um, and honestly, this may sound crazy, but honestly, just getting up, showering, brushing your teeth, all of those things help you feel better. So it's just, especially when you're depressed, those things may sound small, but those things are big. So yep. um, just... Like I said, take it day by day, step by step, but just finding those outlets that you could go to when you're feeling overwhelmed. And it's almost like changing uh, the way you wake up too. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's we we on auto autopilot no, norm, normally all the time. So try to switch it up. Right. Okay, today I will have a great day. Mm -hmm. It might sound cliche, it might sound like it ain't gonna happen, but you need to speak that out loud. Uh, do that a lot every day, even uh, if something is. Yeah. happening throughout the day that's making you feel like you're not gonna have that great day try to just ignore it yeah, like whatever i'm still you gotta have, have great that day. great day you yeah. gotta you gotta make sure you have a great day mm -hmm. regardless of what goes on some things are out of your most things are out yeah. of your control so there's nothing you can do about it just have a great day yeah and it's nothing like having a good supportive person that you could turn to to vent to you know that but if you don't you know, there's always journaling, which is basically venting to yourself, but just releasing it, letting letting somebody hear it or let your let your paper hear it. Yeah, yeah right. I agree yeah. with that. Like creativity can come in different forms. Like it could be journaling, it could be drawing, it could be sports, like it could be walking. Right. Um, it can be a lot of different things, but I think like letting yourself have the moments that bring you joy are good. Yeah. Yeah. But I really agree with you about those first initial steps. Like how do you even get to that mm. if you can't get out of bed? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and if you can't bring yourself to shower, like I, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a huge 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 step. Yeah. Not and, and I also think um we kind of touched on it earlier, but self-awareness goes a really long way. Um, knowing yourself yeah. well enough to know, you know, like, okay, I'm about to get to my breaking point mm -hmm. or even being emotionally intelligent enough and self-aware enough mm -hmm. to recognize this situation is not going to be good for my mental health. Right. And maybe yes. this is something that I shouldn't involve myself in. But yeah, the tricky thing is, again, it, or at least in, in my community, a lot of people don't know. Like they, they don't know. So how do we make, how do we... Uh, if there's a message that's really essential, like a message that when you're talking one on one, uh, you're telling people that you wish you can share on a, on a broader spectrum. What is that message? So a message from someone struggling with their mental health or yes. from someone supporting someone with mental health or both? Um, let's do both. Okay. <laughs> that's very broad. Um... You, you can you can. <laughs> specified as much as you want to okay. but I, ju I just didn't want to put no walls on it you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I guess for someone who is dealing with mental health I would just say the biggest message is to not give up um, and there's always going to be like there's somebody out here that wants to help you there's someone out there that can support you in the way that you need um, and I would say just to keep fighting um and i don't even really want to use the words fighting but don't give up on yourself that's what i would say yeah i like that i think just like from the point of view of someone struggling with mental health i think you want to take responsibility for yourself but you also want to let people know that you're struggling so it's i don't know like i i appreciate you even if i'm not reaching out right now or like i'm struggling with something um but i still care about you can i speak on it yes of course 
uh like you said like vulnerability is huge especially as a man because we're not really taught that we're not really uh prone to open those walls open those doors so one of the biggest things that i tell people is for you to be vulnerable with others you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself in a way yeah and uh the best way that i found vulnerability through my experience was through meditation and being and allowing myself to observe my thoughts allow myself to observe my emotions and don't hang on to them but also don't suppress them uh, allow them to speak and if i allow them to speak i'm able to hear the problem all the way fully and if i can hear the problem all the way then i can find a solution because you can that. never find a solution if you don't know the problem so we need to learn how to sit with that allow ourselves to listen and be vulnerable with ourselves and when we fully understand the problem even if we can't solve it with ourselves we're now in a better position to be vulnerable with others and explain the problem to others and seek help. Yeah, and I agree with that too. And then for someone who is, we said, helping someone with mental health or supporting somebody who has mental health, I would say it's just being patient with that person because a lot of the times you may not understand why it's taking them so long to just get over this hump or understand what they're going through but just having that patience and letting them be at their own pace but still supporting them all along the way y'all got me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and oh, no i was just gonna add on like you might have an interaction with someone where i don't know you 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 bump into them and they're really annoyed and they like yell at you and you're like why was that such a big deal like that was so small i can't believe you're angry about this but little do you know that this like is like the last thing on a pile of things that happened to them today and they just can't take it anymore. So patience definitely <laughs> is key and knowing that you don't know everything that other people are going through all the time. Yeah, and not taking things personal. Um, and I know that may be hard because we're all human, we all have feelings, but just like, especially with somebody who's really at their low point, just not taking things personal and being able to kind of separate yourself from the situation and not look at it from your perspective, but their perspective. Um, and also to never stop um, sending them encouraging messages, no matter how long they ignore them, they are getting those messages and they are um, looking at them, whether they, you are keeping them going, whether you know it or not. So. It's having a level of compassion. Compassion is always bringing people together. And uh, that's where we can, put ourselves in a position to be selfless so if we can't allow ourselves to to be compassionate towards ourselves and toward towards each other then i mean we're going to still go around this loop that we've been in for a while yes 100 percent agree so basically giving each other grace yes agree so when you find yourself in a situation and those red flags are going off like mm, oh this is gonna be nasty for my mental health i don't think this is something i want to put myself through or whatever the case is what are those red flags what are those signs that you're looking for to know if dealing with somebody is good or bad for your mental health i would say tuning into yourself it requires you to know mm -hmm. who you are and like those boundaries uh, that you should have with other people I would also say listening to my intuition kind of helps that as well. When you're in tune and you're aligned, anything that brings you out of alignment, you're going to be able to notice. Mm -hmm. So that's how I would say that's what helps me to like draw the line between who's for me and who's not for me. Mm -hmm. 
I second that because so. even if it's something going on in my own mind, mm -hmm. a big red flag is if my mind is talking about my body is going a completely different way and is mm -hmm. telling me, hey, mm -hmm. step back from this. This is not something you want to engage in. Yeah. It's going to reflect on other people as well. So mm -hmm. really being in tune with your body. And like she said, being in tune with that intuition, your intuition is always going to let you know because it's always 10 steps ahead of your mind is always 10 steps ahead of what other people think mm -hmm. is got you every every step of the way. That's what connects you to God. Felt, yes, felt. I definitely agree. So definitely with the intuition and discernment. And then if you don't have that. So if you don't have that judgment built up just yet, I would say anything that is draining you more than pouring into you to stay away from it. Definitely. Well, I I needed that a couple of years ago. Fake <laughs> <laughs> it. But um, yeah, I agree hundred percent. And I would also say that you should you know, a lot of times, especially for people that aren't emotionally intelligent or mentally mature. There there we go. I like that better. Um, that aren't mentally mature or emotionally intelligent. A lot of times when they or we feel something, we suppress or try to dismiss that emotion without sitting with it and understanding or asking questions you know what i'm saying so if you're dealing with somebody and you know you got this whatever whatever the feeling is anger whatever the feeling is rather than you know dismissing that thing i think you should a give yourself permission to feel whatever it is that you're feeling and b analyze it why do i feel this way oh one of the biggest things that i look for um, when determining whether or not something or someone is good for my mental health is if I feel disrespected when I'm dealing with this person or whatnot because I, I, I feel like something that's good for my mental health ain't gonna like 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 I don't know disrespect to me is like a, a precursor or whatnot and you gotta be able to set boundaries because whatever you allow people to do you bet you basically teaching them how to treat you and so, you know, if you if you allow people to disrespect you like that, then they they gonna think it's okay, or whatever. They'll continue to do it or whatnot. So the ability to set boundaries or whatnot. But if you feel like you gotta set a boundary, I think that's something you should pay attention to. That's another uh, precursor that I think of or whatnot when dealing with things like that. What are some of y'all own mental health practices, or do you do anything to uh, make sure that your mental is in order? And if you don't, that's okay. Meditation, create anything like honestly anything that not takes me away from there but like what i used to do especially when i was getting rid of my anxiety i used to paint all the time i used to take that anxiety out of my mind put it into my hands and then let it let it speak through that painting mm -hmm. pretty much let my anxiety speak through that painting because with every emotion with every thought there's a story behind it so I let that storytelling happen within that painting. That was one of the biggest things that got me through, like getting over and learning my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Because whether if you know it, like creativity is so crazy. I'm sure that you guys or anybody else has been through this. It's like when you're creating, you don't know what's going to come out. You. you don't know what you're going to put on that paper. You don't know what you're going to put on that canvas. You don't know what you're going to put on uh on this beat you don't know that mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to be a terminal and allow that to you know happen through you and that's that's the biggest thing that helped me feel artistic expression i'd kind of add on to that like find what makes you lose track of time mm -hmm. um wow, i like that's, that's really i like lose hours when i'm doing something i enjoy mm -hmm. i'm like wait 
I was reading for three hours straight or like I was drawing for like two hours what happened um, and it, it's not about losing that was those hours but it's about like not thinking about the other things going on yeah. I think is more what it's about um, and like letting yourself be in that moment so holy that you, yeah you don't care about anything else <laughs> um, so yeah like they said I love to create and I love to journal um, but I do want us to also acknowledge that, that um, your mental health journey will not always be sweet. Yeah. Um, sometimes, mm-hmm. a lot of the times, mm-hmm. you're going to have to get uncomfortable to grow. Yeah. So a lot of those things that you may have to do, exposures or certain things may not be fun. It may not be comfortable, but those are also things that you have to do to grow in your mental health um, or to overcome certain obstacles that you have um, that needs to be talked about as well. Yeah, and I think what you were talking about with boundary setting, I think that's a big one. And that can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, saying no can be really, really hard. And so I think that's another big thing is trying to find those boundaries for yourself. Definitely. One thing for like men that's really, really uncomfortable is that vulnerability, but especially crying. Mm-hmm. Like I allowed myself to cry more, especially like when I hit my, my spiritual journey. I allowed myself to cry more in the last three years than I did for the rest of my life. And through those tears, it's it's very uncomfortable because we're taught to keep that all in, you know, thug it out, toughen up, stick that chest out. And uh, that doesn't work because when you continue to do that, it's going to continue to stack up. And when you allow that to stack up, one of two things can happen. Self-destruction of some type or you identifying with it and self-destructing and bringing other people with you felt that's real that's very real uh my uncle used to tell me that you should take care of the things that take care of you and i think the mind is definitely one of those things that we unfortunately uh i don't know i can't think of nothing to compare it to right now but i think um the way the mind works and mental health in general like a lot of people look at health as like physical or whatnot you know um, whatever your philosophy is is fine uh, I personally believe it's like a, a triangle of spiritual, mental, and physical health or whatnot. And that doing it, being healthy at all three of those things is what gives you ultimate health. But um, mental health seems to always get overlooked. So ultimately, we are making a PSA. Uh, we have a PSA project that we're working on to destigmatize mental health. Story Stitchers is supported in part by the Lewis Prize for Music 2021 Accelerator Award. The mission of the Lewis Prize is to partner with leaders who create positive change by investing in young people through music. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitchers programs is provided by Missouri Department of Economic Development Youth Opportunities Program, the Arts and Education Council, and powered by Ameren Corp and Tegna Foundation. St. Louis Story Stitcher Studio, the center is supported in part by Cranberg Arts Foundation as a resident organization. Thank you for listening. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. This special edition episode of Stitchcast Studio is for the Perception Isn't Always Reality Mental Health Campaign. Supported in part by Youth Bridge Community Foundation.